Hello, welcome back to the Floating Through Film Podcast. Um, it is your host, Luke. This is episode 23, by the way. Um, and this is our sight and sound episode. So, in uh, celebration, I don't, I don't know if celebration is a good word for that, but in, uh, in because of the I science... I think it is a celebration. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, that's every 10 years. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. okay. For, for, for us, it's a celebration. No yeah. one else cares. I no mean, one else cares. But uh, we... For the sight and sound that's coming out later this year, I don't know exactly when. It's I think to come uh, out. Well, I read an article that said November. November, so. okay. But they've already taken in all the votes officially and stuff. So. Yeah. So, in order of that, we are going uh, first to make predictions about what we think will change throughout the in the new sight and sound, and then after that, we we all made uh, our own sight and sound ballots of ten movies with our own criteria, which we will be. Okay. About. Before we talk about the specific side of the list, I kind of just want to talk about what do you guys think about lists in general? Are you are you a list letterbox person? Are you a yeah. okay? I'm watching this director now. I want to rank them. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of people do. At the end of the year, I, yeah. these are the best movies I watch. You know, there's list people and non-list people. What, yeah. what do you? Guys? I like doing that just for yeah. me because I like yeah, to yes, know exactly. my opinion. I'm the same way. Time. Exactly. Yeah. Which I'm, you actually you actually brought up a good point because we were talking about this like I think last week whenever I was saying how I changed my Studio Ghibli ranked lists. And you said how you would like just make a completely new list, and I think yeah. I like that idea more because it's like well, I was saying like journaling is your 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 journey through film, you know? Yes, yes. It, like, cause I was saying how uh, uh, this year I made, or a couple weeks ago I made a top 100 list, and instead of just always updating the same top 100 list, I kind of just wanted to be like, okay, this was my top 100 in 2022, and then if I do make one in 2032, what all the what how many movies would change top 100, and I kind of see you know my phone journey. Yeah. And. That's kind of how I'm going to approach it this side and sound list too, yeah. as well. Like, um, we're going to talk about our specific criteria later on, so I'll, I'll just say that. But yeah, uh, um, I mean, I guess we could probably start out with uh, a prediction. So, what the first question I have for both of you guys is, what movie do you think will fall in the next side and sound list? So let me go. Let me I don't know see. which one of you already has a response. So I think. I think the general definitely is gonna fall okay. somewhat. I don't know. Maybe people like the general more than me, but I just I, I, I think, don't I don't I, like. I it think that the general is gonna fall too. I think with the Confederacy. Yeah. Is that just because it's a silent movie and you know? It's because of the subject matter. We get a war yeah. away from silent movies. Well, it's because of the subject fall. matter. And I don't think anyone. I think talks, no one talks think, about it anymore. I feel like it's it's never. It's not. I like Sherlock Junior. I think is gonna rise higher than. I, I mean, they're like they're like thirty spots apart, you know. So I would be like a huge rise to put Sherlock Junior above the general, but yeah. it deserves to be. So. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I my main prediction I think the Searcher's gonna fall. And I hope so. Honestly, I, it's. I mean, I love this. I, I like the Searcher. It's just. I don't love it. Okay, I so don't know. let's say this because to me a fall is like let's say if the Searchers goes from seven to ten, yeah. that's not a big fall to me. Like it's the same general you know category. But if okay. if you think a fall to me is like if you think the Searchers is gonna go from seven to like thirty. I think then for, that's clearly like it's falling down it's, the you know maybe it's actually but it's when you get that high in the list it kind of any fall is kind of significant. Especially when you get in like the top ten, I feel like. I think okay, the search okay. just falls out. So do you of top think it's 15. gonna fall out of top ten? Maybe. I, think I think it falls I think out of the top. I think it might. I think it falls out of the top fifteen. Yeah, well, so. out of the top ten, I feel like it is probably the searchers and um, sunrise is I the think. most is the most likely. Sunrise yeah, I, I could see sunrise. as well. Yeah. But I mean, to, for maybe. me, the biggest fall is probably just gonna start at number one. I don't. I don't think Vertigo is gonna Vertigo stay at number one. Okay, that was actually one of my other questions. Do Do you think Vertigo will stay number one? And honestly, I don't think so. I think it will. Okay. Okay. It's. It's kind. Of, I don't even have really a valid explanation for this. It just a lot of this is we're just kind of yeah. going off our, our own feeling of how we feel yeah. what cinema culture is. Like I, I, I don't. I 
I look, it's not because of Vertigo itself. I just look at the other ones and I'm like, do I think people will actually vote more for those movies? And I don't know. Something in me says no. Which is, I, I don't agree with Vertigo being number one, of course, but that's just my feeling right now. Is there know. is there a movie you think that's like the most surprising that could like pop into the top ten that you know that's like maybe not even close to the top ten right now? Not even close to the top ten? Oh my god. Or maybe kind of close, you know, but it's still surprising. <laughs> oh really? That's a top ten movie of all time? Okay. Like, um. I can see Barry. Like Lind- you- I can see Barry Lyndon. Okay, that, that it, one's definitely top ten. Rising. That'd be a huge run. Oh, he's that yeah. huge. He's that huge. That's, that's okay, my throw I could definitely Barry see Barry Lyndon uh, rising. Only if two thousand one falls, because they're not gonna have two Coopers in the top ten. Come on now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's probably. True. He's not Ozu. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't even know what I would think. What I would say. What do you guys think will rise? I mean, that's that's the other question I have. I think maybe there's some Kurosawa movies might rise. Yeah, Seven Samurai I could see maybe making the top yeah. ten. I mean, and maybe Wong Kar Wai as well. I think that's like too, the movie yeah. for love has gotten more popular. Yeah, I, I think that's one of my predictions as well. I think in the movie for love will do better. My hope is just more yeah. uh, non-European uh, movies start to rise a little bit more. That's fair. You know, because I mean, we should. Uh, I think for all three of us, especially I know Luke, like even when we were getting into movies, we looked at this list pretty early on. You know, like. This was one of the more definitive lists I even looked at, uh, yeah. to you know even picking movies like what what's a good movie, what's a classic movie kind of thing, right? It's, it's definitely one of the more definitive lists. But it is even though there are some, there definitely are non-European movies. It's still very uh, European heavy yes, or yeah, Western sure. uh, heavy, and so I'm kind of hoping. You know, it's been ten years, and in like the internet age, a lot of these movies have become way more accessible even in yeah, those ten yeah. years. You know, which it's is gonna be interesting. Which is it? Which is exciting because it could the list could change more than ever. Yeah. Right. Because the combination of having, I think they're gonna have like more voters than ever, like over a thousand. Oh and I think the last one had like eight hundred or something. So that's a significant increase. Is that the whole list too? Like the, oh, oh, for the oh, critics. Oh, for the critics. Oh, for the critics. Yeah, okay. yeah. Got you. But uh, but then as well, like it's gonna be very. Uh, the critics are gonna be way more diverse. The way people watch movies has been way more diverse since yeah. ten years ago. You know, so Man. I think there could be a lot of changes. Yeah. And, okay. Really, and then my like, final question, I think be a good way to cap this off is what mm-hmm. movie released after the 20 since the since the last movie uh poll came out what movie since then do you think might make the list and i'm gonna say it right here mm-hmm. i have a good feeling parasite's gonna make it and okay. i don't know like top 50 top 50 top, okay that's okay. what i'm saying okay. is there a korean movie see i can top see that for sure I top 50? Yeah. God, no, top 250. Oh, top 250. Sorry. I was about to say, oh my god. I think, let's, I think the official sign and sound list they release is top 100. Okay. Like, when they release it's top. So do you think it's going to make top 100? No. Because okay. the Tree of Life and Melancholia didn't, didn't even make the top. I think they were like, hundred, like over 150. But I think like Parasite that. might be, in terms of just broad appeal. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to make... Might be more popular than those. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to... It's gonna, it's gonna climb up, I think. It's it's gonna yeah, make yeah. the list. Like, actually really it might climb quite yeah. a bit because I it's it's a movie that I've seen like it's like a it's like probably the foreign uh a foreign film like the most like traditionally I hate I don't really know artsy foreign film that made uh, became more mainstream. You know, people that I, I I just moved into college and some people I talked to have seen Parasite. Like you you, you don't get that with any other foreign. Like and just the fact that it uh, took the uh, world by storm, I think there's definitely a good chance it can make it. Is that probably the? Is that the most like okay? Even if we don't have a specific one, what are some ones that could possibly be it? Like I think I think the next highest one is Get Out. I honestly think Get Out can make it. I was gonna say Moonlight. 
Moonlight, Moonlight can make it too. Oh, I like yeah. that. Both those can make those. Yeah, but or one that's of those an interesting question. There's not as many movies I thought coming to my mind that maybe Mad Max, but... Fury Road. I can mm. see that making the sign sound. That's a that's a really that's more good of a movie. One. That's more of a two fifty one. Maybe not. Well, it's lower on the list for sure yeah, because yeah. It just it's just an action. It's just an action movie at the end of the day. Oh. But in terms of sight and sound, that movie is insane. So, like, it depends on what your criteria is. Maybe I don't know. I I don't have a good feeling about it. So that's just for me. I mean, what about Blade Runner twenty forty nine? What do you guys think? No, that? it's not gonna make it on there. It's not good. Oh, okay. okay, stop oh, okay. it. Stop okay. it. Okay. I mean, the, the first play. I'm, we, I don't want to go back to movies that I think should fall, but Blade Runner should definitely be falling. Oh no, I think Rising. I think Rising. Okay, you're you're gonna make me take 2001 off my list and put Blade Runner on there, huh? Okay. <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> Come on, Blade Blue. I mean, Blade. We want to take you seriously now. We want to seriously. These are the greatest okay. movies ever. Made. <laughs> Right. No, because I mean, Blade Runner is really high though. Even it's like, only in the top seventy. It needs yeah, to be at least crazy. in the top fifty. Come on now, there are definitely movies in the top fifty that are worse than Blade Runner. I mean, I can't argue with that. But <laughs> there's, there's, there are some. Uh, I mean, this is probably a good way to cap off, I guess, our introduction. Is most of the movies on the list are good. Yes. Oh yeah. And uh, most of the movies that even make it from twenty twelve and on are probably going to be good movies in our opinion as well. Yeah. You know, like I like Parasite too. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I think it's a good movie, so. Yeah. And even if you don't love it, like, you can see why it got so much appeal. Yes, but, I can. I can. But, um, I mean, I guess it's, you think it's a good, it's a good uh, place to go to, to the start list. to our individual list? So, I guess how we're going to do this is we're going to go one by one. Mm-hmm. And then, so, we're going to start with someone. They're going to name their criteria. And then uh, the other two are going to try and guess some of them. Throw out some movies in, like, a short time span. Just throw out some movies. Not, like, don't like do a traditional guessing game. Just throw out stuff that we think the person's gonna have on their list, and then the person will uh, explain their list thoroughly. You know yeah. the movies on there. So we're just doing one by one. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I thought like that's the best way to do it. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll start with Blake. Blake. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so what, what's your criteria first? Yeah, before we that's start how we want to. Because to me, this is one of the most interesting parts of, and we kind of brief touched on earlier. One of the most interesting part of making the list is, you know, how you are making your own rules of what you define yeah. as as top 10 greatest. So, my criteria, whenever I think of sight and sound, it's to show what movies can be, kind of, you know? Like, this is what movies can be. This is the greatest of movies. Like, kind of, like, like what it's supposed to be, almost. But, I also wanted to go, like, hit the countries I love to hit, hit the directors I love to hit, because these are the, these are the people I think, yeah. like, deserve to be in there. It gives, like, your, it gives your list of personality. Yeah, like, like but the the main criteria was like how it made me feel while I watched it. You know, like the, if it if it like hit me with that sight and sound, like it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be on the list. And uh, okay. the first one. Whoa, 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 we got we got. Oh, okay, 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 okay. 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 Don't okay, don't tell if it's right too. Like we're just gonna. We're, no, I need to choose my number two. Yeah, you didn't give away that many clues. Honestly, yeah. I was expecting some more just, clues there. Try your best ah. poker face while we're just throwing stuff. I mean, what do you think? All right, I mean, uh, we'll give us like a minute here about. Yeah. No, okay. Uh, um, I mean, there's gotta be Chaplin on there, like Limelight. I'm, th- I'm guessing Limelight. Yeah, yeah. Limelight. We'll uh, Let's uh, see. Uh, Kurosawa, definitely like Dursu Dur- 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 Uzala. I think that's like okay. his top five. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's go that for Kurosawa. Okay. Do you think you'll have another Japanese movie on there? I don't know. I mean, uh, that's tough. We should have. I should have thought about it. Okay. I mean, he's. <laughs> I'm just gonna I, keep on that. He's trying to not give away. How about Blake? You time us. You time us, cause. Okay. Okay. You time us. I mean, I feel like. Uh, Sans <laughs> Delay might be on there. Chris Martin. Okay, yes. He loved yes. that movie, I think. Yes, he does. Know? Uh, 
mean. Oh, I know he talked about Passion of Joan of Arc. Okay, okay. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. So that, that, he, that he, he loves that movie. Um. Um, and he's trying to cover his mouth right now. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, I'm so, covering uh, this. <laughs> um, we only have four guesses right now. Okay, so two, we got at least two, two, 2001, 2001. 2001. He didn't give that away earlier. <laughs> unless he changes it. Like, what's ah, you know, All right, no. this is an honor system. You can't change anything. <laughs> Your list is already submitted. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like he's going to have some surprise picks. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think because Chaplin, he definitely mentioned. Uh, Do you think a French new one? French maybe the Green Ray? I know you like the Green Ray one. Okay, Green Ray, that's good. Well, Rome, we'll Rome, we'll Rome. Throw that out. I guess. Um. <laughs> Is he gonna have any like horror movies? Oh, they only know. Oh, any John old... Carpenter movie? Oh. <laughs> what time are we at? What time? You're Let's at guess the thing. Seconds. The, Let's thing. Guess the thing. The thing. I'm yeah. guessing the thing. Yeah. Um. I feel like I thought it would be easier to guess movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to ten. That is so hard. Time's up. Ray. Oh, you didn't send no Ray. Okay. All right. So our guesses were, and then you gotta tell us how many we got. Limelight, Dursu Azala, Sans Soleil, Passion of Joan Arc, 2001 A Space Odyssey, The Green Ray, and, and The Thing. How many did we get right? The two. Okay, okay, okay. two of eight. Yeah, two of eight, all right. What were the two we got right? No, he's got to go through the list. Okay, he's got, go through the list. Now just go through the list. Yeah, go through it however you want to list it. Yeah, so, okay, so are we just doing one at a time or just... just go through all ten we'll, okay. we'll, and explain why you Yeah, have. explain maybe. So, my number ten, Battleship Timken. I should have guessed that. And I had to have an Eisenstein on there, and I decided to watch Battleship Potemkin again instead of Strike, because those were the two that I was thinking about was one of those two. And I'm glad I watched Battleship Potemkin again, because I honestly forgot how great that movie is. <laughs> like, yeah. like Eisenstein's amazing just in general with, like, just his montages and just everything he created, like, basically for cinema. But it's just the story in Battleship Potemkin that gets you, honestly. Like, yeah. he hooks you with... Like it's 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 obviously a Soviet movie, like a communist movie, yeah. but this is like a communist message, like everyone should be able to get around. <laughs> like if you're abusing your sailors or stuff, like mm -hmm. they have the right to fight back, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know, it's just it's just stuff like that that I like. And he hits you with some great visuals, some oh, like yeah. obviously oh, like Eisenstein always does. The scene, yes, yeah. the stairs scene. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's just, it's, just one, it's one of the most important movies. It is one of the most important movies in cinema history. Like, I think that's one of the movies that they have close to the top. I don't think it's in the top ten, but it should be. I think it might be. It's it. I mean, and, and, that's, and that's one where it covers uh, just the influential one as well. You yeah. Know? Like, uh, it's it's on. It's pretty high on the list, it's right? Number it's number 11. 11. Number okay, 11, yeah, number so. 11. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, anything in the top ten, maybe even to 20, they're all in, like, the same almost tier. You know? Yeah. At least even the science sound, because a lot of them have similar boats and stuff. But, all right, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Right. What else? So, my number nine is or i guess we're not i'm not right now i'm doing a list these first nine are not going to be like <clears throat> ranked strictly until like the top one basically you have a number one i have a number okay, one okay. and so what we'll just say my number nine not is nine souk by Amit duda this is my newest okay. one it's 2010 it's actually not 2012 i thought it was after 2012 but it's 2010 and this is one that i know is not going to make the list because no one is like basically no one's seen this movie it's kind of hard to find now that movie doesn't have it anymore but um the reason i chose this one is because it's like it feels so much like a monty call movie mixed with something like barry london or something like that i don't know like it's got the story of like or it's got like the framing of like a barry london you know yeah where it's li where literally every frame is actually a painting because it's, it's just telling the story of nine soup who was like a movie painter and so it's he's literally just recreating his paintings as Nine Soup would have seen them and like as he would have like started the painting process. 
so it's just like a really interesting combination of like mind call and like something like like every frame of painting like you'd see in like Barry Lyndon and the si- the sound in this movie is honestly crazy it's, it's, it makes you feel so peaceful yeah. because it is like he doesn't have like an it's got a good score but it's more so just like all the background sounds that you hear that that you know like Nine Soup would have heard at the time whenever he was like painting his picture or like painting his pictures painting his uh, his like paintings and stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah. so I just feel like it, it, it's my unique pick I, uh, I know yeah. probably not many people have neither of seen, us it. have seen it yeah neither so. of you have seen it I know probably most of the voters this is your pick like if someone was looking at Blake's Torvo's yes on exactly website, like if, if someone they, asked me like what find movie, out a movie yeah. and this also hits India so yeah yeah okay. you I need to hit India you got, a, you got, a, you got some exactly. in there okay. <laughs> I had to hit India Okay, so my next one, you guys got Kurosawa right, but it's not there, Suzala. Oh, damn. It's Kagemusha. Oh, okay. Okay. And the reason being mostly because of my sight and sound criteria. Like, whenever I think of, like, movies, movies, like, epic movies, Kagemusha comes to mind, especially for someone like me that loves Japanese history. Like, the colors in this movie, insane. Mm -hmm. Just the sets in general are insane. The dream sequence? The dream sequence. I love the dream sequences, man, and just like how he how he just journals a, a, like a shadow's downfall, basically, like like just how hard it would be to just like even be a shadow of someone else, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really love that movie. I think it deserves to be on the list at least. But I it's okay. it's also my it's between that and Dare Suzala for what's my favorite Kurosawa movie. So okay. I don't think that made the list. So. No, it didn't make the list. I'm pretty sure time. he has a lot. Yeah, he has a, he has a lot on there. I think. Or he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, on there. I was not even on. Yeah, High and Low's not on the list, yeah, which like, is kind of surprising, honestly. <laughs> no, that is surprising. So, number seven, you guys also got Chris Marker right. Okay, I knew this But based on my criteria, it's oh, Machate oh, <laughs> instead oh, of Sansa. Okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. of the simple fact, this is, like, this is Chris Marker, like, being, like, this is what movies can do, you know? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I think, like, it's, like, La is on the list, thankfully. And I think it is going to be a riser. I do think it's going it's to be, like, a riser. I don't know how far it's going to rise, because it is only 30 minutes, and it's, like, done really weird, so I don't know, like, how many people will actually love that completely. Are there a lot of short films on the movie? Like, There's a few. There's Nine Fog on it. Okay. And there's, there's uh, a few. There's Wavelength. It's, like, a experimental yeah, short film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, I'm trying to is get it, listen, uh, the house, uh, house is Black. Uh, yes. Iranian short film. Um, there's the ones like Listen to Britain or whatever or something. No, I've, I've yeah, yeah. I, I think, think that's, that's what it's called. And Boone yeah. Wells, too. Uh, and Chen on, on the one. And The Age Door. And, oh, yeah, both of those. Meshes of Afternoon's on there. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, there are there. Okay, are okay, so yeah. Yeah, so, so... I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so La Jate, like, the reason I chose that over Sans Soleil, Sans Soleil, I do think, is the superior movie, and it's the one I like the most. But La Jate is what I... Like, if I'm pointing someone to, like, show them what movies can do, you know? Yeah. I'm going to point them towards La Jate. <laughs> like, because <laughs> they've never seen something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, the way I like agree that. with you what you say about La Jate, but <laughs> I disagree when you say... I mean, because Sans Soleil is equally like that. It is equally like that, but in, in a different way. way. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. They're yes. both almost, like, two different experiments. They are, yeah. So, like, you can honestly go with either one. No, I agree, and that's and why, that's why, I, had, that's why I had a hard time. Too, that's why I had a hard time. So. Yeah, yeah, no, but I get the you picture. Want some sort of especially, you know. is it your only sci-fi movie on there? No, the next one okay. is 2001 Space Odyssey. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think no, we I might be coming back to that. No, yeah, we'll you know, I'm not going to give away. One. I don't want to give away too much. Okay. But we might be coming back to that. Okay, we'll come back to that one, I guess. So we'll just move on. No, but why? 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 2001 for you though? Okay, so 2001 for me. I used to think. 
back whenever I before I knew more about movies. Well, I still liked Blade Runner more. Like I like to watch Blade Runner more than two thousand one. Dave, <laughs> right now. I still do. Uh, that's, but that's a crazy talk. It's not crazy talk. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh my god. But whatever. No, I still like to watch Blade Runner more, but I do think 2001, like, if I'm trying to point someone towards a movie, like, what movies can do, 2001 is a, like, the, almost the movie that you point them to, you know? Like, everything in that basically is practical. Like, you just. It's it's honestly insane what Cooper does with that movie. And I was toying around with maybe putting Barry Lyndon in there, but whenever I really that sat down and thought that I was like, it has to be two thousand one because it's just like it's his yeah. most it, it's his most like groundbreaking movie, you know. Like yeah. it is the groundbreaking movie in sci fi, you know, like something like stuff like it's it's just insane. Yeah. But that's the reason why I chose two thousand one over like Blade Runner. That one kinda of speaks for itself, two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Number five. You guys didn't even think about this one. Sadly, I don't know why, Luke. I'm disappointing you. A Briar Summer Day. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, I thought you'd... Oh, I forgot. <laughs> that might be coming up for Luke, too, I feel like, so... But, uh... <laughs> I got I'm, trying to, I'm trying to say stuff to get facial reactions. To, to get, get facial reactions. Answer, so. No, so I chose Briar Summer Day because it's Edward Yang's just story of basically a, like a life in Taiwan like yeah. oh my god and it's just it's, <laughs> that's, that's how you it's the movie. most I mean that's all you need to yeah. describe it because like I don't want to give away anything because yeah. it's like you can't give you, away you go through, it's a four hour long movie so you go through with like every you're emotion, with this kid and, and you're with every emotion yeah. and that and it crushes oh my me god. it crushes oh me dude god. I, and just, I love and just the fact there's just day. so many and throughout it there's just so many beautiful there is, and and, it, and honestly, it doesn't feel like a four-hour four-hour long movie. Oh, definitely. So, like, it felt like an hour and a half. Really, exactly. I mean. Like Edward Yang knows how to shoot a movie, and it's sad that he dies so soon. But but I, like Briar Summer Day is another one. I think is going to be a riser. I hope and, so. Because especially since it's, it's been restored too. Yeah. Like, and it, the new restoration looks incredible. Yeah, like that one. I think is going to raise like at least in the top fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think it's like like one hundred now. Or something like yeah, that. It's like low on the tragedy. list. I mean, yeah, it's, I think Yee is above it. Which yeah, Yee is amazing. Which is amazing. Yeah, I love Yee. Okay. But like that, because I put both those but on my list. It's 84 took... right now. Oh, 84? Yeah. Okay. I think it raises in the top 50. But yeah, yeah, I could definitely see it raising. Next one Charlie Chaplin. City Lights. Oh, <laughs> okay. City Lights? I did go okay. City Lights. Okay. Because I think this is like, I think this is Chaplin's movie where he just yeah, hangs back completely. Yeah. Like yeah. this is his best one. It's, it's the first one where sound actually came out. So that's also where I wanted to change, why I wanted to choose it because like it's when Chaplin actually got to use sound for the first time, and he does it incredibly. Like we all knew he would. So like, yeah. Yeah. And, well, City Lights barely has sound. It's basically a silent movie. No, it is. But like yeah. he got to. I mean, it has sound. It's basically somewhere. silent. It's only but, at the very beginning. Very yeah. beginning. That's what makes it great. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why. I mean, City Lights is. It's kind of, it's the movie, we talked about it on episode 10, yeah. you know, if you want to listen to us, I should talk about it fully, but it's the, it's like the one of the borderline movies between the sound era, yeah. the end of the silent era and the beginning of the and sound era. And it just, it just yeah. perfectly, per, uh, perfectly represents Chaplin. It has, it does. It has, yeah. his, yeah. it, it has his humor and drama yeah, balanced yeah. so well. And it's got his most, uh, you know, the word, you know, pathos or emotion. It's his yeah. most emotional movie, which is, that too, yeah. you know, outside of the comedy, he's known for both. Right. Yeah. Uh, the yes. Brings the best out. of both yes. worlds. And this one definitely is the most his most emotional movie. Yes. yes. And uh, the one he liked the best, so it's hard to go against. It is hard to it hard it like the whenever I was. I thought you were, we, we picked Lion. Yes, Lion. exactly. Yeah. Like whenever I was considering Chaplin, I was considering um, Modern Times also and Limelight because yeah. those are my those three favorite Chaplins, and they're the three that I think he would want on there too if he was 
Like I think those are the three he would want on there. Yeah, that probably that makes sense. But I decided I just go I just want to see it twice because that's the one I think encompasses. Yeah, the it's the first of those three too. Yeah, I think that's just the most chaplain of those movies also. Yeah. So. Makes sense. My number three. My next three movies actually, all movies I watched this week. Oh, for damn. the first time. For the first time, oh, wow. which is crazy. Wow. Cramming for the test. <laughs> Cramming for the exactly number three. The Passion of Joan of Arc. Okay, that's fine. This movie honestly blew me, blew me away, dude. It's like I I'm I'm I was surprised at how 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 much it hit me, and it's mostly just because, like I honestly don't think oppression has been filmed in a better way since this movie's come out. Like the like the movie just feels oppressive. Yeah. Like because yes. like just the way he shoots the men looking down at her, and then whenever he goes back to her reaction shots, like it just yeah. feels so oppressive, to the point where you're just like watching it going like you're getting like nervous, you know, like yeah. she is, and it's just like it's so nervous, and like the sound in that movie, the score is phenomenal. Which score did you watch? Because there's like fifty, I feel like there's like fifty. I watched the one on Criterion, so just whatever, whatever the actual okay. probably is. So, yeah. That's probably the one I watched too. I don't. Yeah, it's it's just like the one with all the like chanting, basically. Gotcha. Like, it was it was yeah. it was. It was phenomenal. But, like, that's, like, whenever I had to have silent movies on, like, in my, a lot in my top five, that's going to maybe spoil one of them. But, um, it's because that's where cinema started, literally. Like, like, Passion of Joan of Arc, like, this is what silent cinema does, you know? Like, this mm-hmm. is why it's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because... It makes all... You don't need dialogue to make a great movie. All you need is, like, amazing shots and reaction shots because all you need is her is her eyes in that movie yes, like exactly. you don't even need her entire face all you need is mm-hmm. her eyes to make that movie like work it definitely emphasizes the best parts of silent film and it's all basically one location movie yes. a lot of dialogue it should not yeah. be excited as exciting and intense as it is yeah. but it's yeah it's, the, it's what movies can do with the editing with the perfect cuts to reaction uh, shots yeah and this is all from like her from just the journal entries of like her like actual yep, yep. like trial so it's all like everything that's in there is real it's just dramatized and that's like what makes movies so great is that we can connect with something that happened 500 years ago because we at least have something that lasted like in books and now we can like recreate that and make something so powerful today mm-hmm. like that's that's why i think passion of joan of arc deserves to be in the top 10 i hope it stays there i really hope it stays there i think it will okay. but i think i think the silent movies in the top 10 are going to stay there i i hope okay, okay. i don't know you can summarize I did watch Sunrise this week, too. Okay. I did like it, but I don't think it deserves to be in the top ten here. But, so my next movie, Ozu makes an appearance by okay. Tokyo Story. <laughs> okay, there we go. Tokyo Story. I was, yeah. I mean, it was going to be either Late Spring or Tokyo Story, and whenever I watched Late Spring, I loved it. But whenever I watched Tokyo Story, I was like, God damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. like family drama has never been done so well, honestly. <laughs> That's like yeah, it, it's it. It's, but it's, to me, that's just that's a description of Ozu. Yes, yeah, but, yes. This, but this family drama is still relevant, so relevant today. Like yeah, it, it it's rehashed every time you visit your grandparents, basically the ge- the generational divide. Yeah, which I love much. I love about it. No, yeah, it's just it's got everything you love in an Ozu movie. It's got all the shots that you love. It's got all the. It's got the the tradition versus modernity stuff that you that you always love in Ozu. It's even more prevalent in this one, but. Like, I just love. I honestly love uh, what's not 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 a Setsuko Haro, but the other girl, the one that's like really like that that's like always always kind of plays like the crony characters, oh, <laughs> but it's like I the daughter the daughter yeah. who like asks for everything. I love her performance in this movie so uh, much she's, because she's 
like everyone's performance just feels real in this because this is like this is how families are like yeah. everyone knows everyone has family members like every every single person in this movie yeah and that's why it connects so well and like why Miyake? it's so great okay. yes no the other one the, yeah uh, that one. the uh she kind of i, I hate to say i don't know I mean, she, her, her teeth, I don't know. <laughs> her teeth. No, I don't think so. Okay, maybe it was the other one. I don't know. Anyone listening around asking me, it's very confusing what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, try, I'm showing the picture to see what's going on. But anyway, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, regardless, like this was I've I've been I've been binging Ozu recently for the podcast. Um, or not not even for the pod, just for me because I've been watching a, a ton of a ton, <laughs> of, a ton of Ozu silence recently. But I had to I had to get to late spring in Tokyo Story because I knew that we were doing this podcast, and I'm glad I did because Tokyo Story is one of my favorite movies now. Like it's insane how good that movie is. Okay. Definitely lives up to the hype. And my number one movie also lives up to the hype, mostly because I, uh, I've i seen a lot of silent movies do a lot of weird shit, but I have never seen a man with a movie camera Damn, do Damn. what he did with that oh with that movie camera and that movie dude. Like, oh my god, that movie is so good. Okay. Like, the, like, if I'm pointing someone to watch a movie that literally... If they just want to watch something, like if they want to watch a movie that that has never existed before and probably never will again, I'm going to point them to a man with a movie camera or like a yeah yeah a man with a movie camera. Oh. Like, okay. I just think Have you it seen works any other so well. Movies? No no no. Oh, okay. Not yet. Yeah. I'm going to. Though. Yeah yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that to be. No, no I was. I, 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 I would have guessed like a hundred other movies before I guessed. Yeah that yeah. Movie. But I, I get it like. Yeah. So no other horror. So no horror movies. No, no horror movies. Sadly, but yeah. I mean that's because the the one that would have been closest would have probably been the thing. You guys would have probably been right on that one, but uh, yeah. We'll Sorry, take the yeah, point. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll take the. We took a, well, a point and a half. I we got curse. Okay, okay, yeah, you got cool. Okay, stop. You but got you know, curse. Oh, so why so. the camera? Just because. Uh, why the editing more or it's just like I like I've seen a lot of movies to this mm-hmm. point. I've I've seen like I've seen the techniques he's done in that movie, but I've never seen them all implemented that way. Like yeah, it's a like it's movie. just it's just something I've never seen before. And I'm I've watched almost three thousand movies, you know, and I'm just like I don't know if I'm ever gonna see a movie like that again. <laughs> like I probably never will. You know? <laughs> okay, or like you... un- unless I watch like more like just like Eisenstein and uh Bertov, but... No, but, but I, even Eisen, but even Eisenstein doesn't go this crazy. Yeah, so. no, it's a, cause it's so it's such a like a docu, it's like a documentary, but kind of not really. Yeah. yeah well, like that that's one of the better parts about it is that it is just filming like 1929 Russia. Yeah. And yeah. it's really cool yeah. to see how to see just what that was like, because you don't get that stuff very it's, much. It's ahead of its time. It is ahead. Of, oh, so so ahead of its time. All right, dude. so one more time, uh, read off your top ten. So my top ten: Battleship Potemkin, Nine Souk. Kagemusha, La Chate, 2001 Space Odyssey, Brighter Summer Day, City Lights, The Passion of Joan of Arc, Tokyo Story, and a man and Man with a Movie Camera. All right. mm-hmm. And then just a couple of runner-ups. Like, okay. Uh, right. it was oh, we'll like, save our honor. Yeah, 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 sure. who, who wants to go next? Who, okay, you'll go? Okay. Okay, well, she's going to write down her guesses. Okay, I'll hold on. What's your criteria for this? One of you guys can decide who's going to write down your guesses while I... I have my notes out ready if you want me to do it. I don't know if I'm... So basically, the way I looked at this was... I don't know, at least... Okay, so for Blake, it seems like you were going more... Like, you were trying to get more of a greatest. Like, more objective. More objective. It's like it's like greatest, but like what I would point people to if if I wanted them to like know what movies can do. Okay. More okay so. Yes. Okay. Like how this much, is what okay, movies can Okay. Let me ask you. Be. How much of your personal 
did you like how much of you personally do you think is in your list well see you know because that's to me that's probably the hardest part how much of yeah. you personally do you want to put in the list versus how much do you want to be like you gotta all right i want to look like not look like but i want to have a list that i think this is somewhat objective actually because yeah. like I got, I mean, I got maybe I say suit. that is because I was not no, expecting no. Man with the Movie came yeah, out. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, <laughs> that came no, out. No, see those like those. But I understand because dude, when I first saw that too, it, it was. Well, see those th- those th- for, uh, those last that three movie. that I watched this week all hit me like really hard. Like yeah, they were yeah. really great movies. Like, and I understand why they're that high. Yeah, yeah. And their movies are gonna stick with like they like I understand why they're people's favorite movies of all time, and they're some of mine now too. So. Like it's it is like more per, it is definitely a personal list because I do have my favorite directors at least too at least yes, most of them yeah, I didn't put Rebels of the Neon God on there that was yeah the see that's one of those that was yeah. the big one that I, that I left off Wait, I why, just why didn't you put it on there because like it's my <laughs> yeah. it's it's like what I love watching that movie but I don't think everyone like like loves those type of movies see so that's now. the that's that's the distinction I'm trying to that's the distinction I'm trying to get at like. What's the difference between but like, I don't this think is a great movie doing... that everyone liked versus this is a great movie like to me like but see I don't think I, I don't think like everyone movies. loves just these like I don't know I think I've seen I maybe no because I, I definitely know. know what you're saying especially with Rebels and Neon God like well it's just like it's not it doesn't have like these groundbreaking shots it doesn't have this groundbreaking no, like exactly. drama or anything it's just like I love being in Taiwan with Simon yeah. Leong filming this movie and. I just, I don't know, it just didn't fit my criteria that I had okay, for this. Okay. Like, it's, it's definitely my personal favorites, but it's okay, not, okay. like, if I'm going, like, best movies of all time, I don't think Rebels of the Neon God is up there yet. Like, I don't know. So, the reason I asked that is because t- the way I looked at this was, yes, I wanted it to be objective, like, or whatever, like, you know, if someone was looking at this and they didn't even know me, um, this would be a good list of ten greatest. Okay. But r- the more I thought about it, I really just thought, okay, the only way I can do this is... I have it first has to go through almost like the filter of these are what my personal favorite movies. Yeah. And then after it passes that criteria, then it can be like it also has to pass the criteria of it's also a great movie. Okay. But really, it's more See, important to me why... that these are personally my greatest movies. Yeah. But I also think I can make the argument that they are great movies independent of you know just me and and you know I'll just start I'll list the movies. You guys guess, but let me give a few more reasons uh, at least uh, a criteria a, a more simple more criteria at least because. Okay. The reason why I found it so fun because it made me think about what do I consider a great movie? Yeah. You know? And to me, like, films are so open in general. I don't think a great movie is any one thing. You know? Yeah. Like, to me, it's more... Films are so personal. So it's, it almost... The question of what's a great movie is can't be answered without answering what's a per- great movie to you. Yeah. It's the, same yeah. Que- it's the same question. And a lot of people try to make the distinction of, okay, this is a great movie, you know, for a, can- for a list, a canonical list. But then this would be my list of personal favorites. Okay. And to me, like, I'm trying to combine them, but I'm leaning more favorites than best, basically, at the end of the day, what I'm saying. Okay. You know? And basically, one more factor I always consider, at least, or I always think about the way I think about movies is, like, stylistically, like, what kind of styles they're using. All right. And I lean more, like, I've, you know, I mentioned this, I'm going to continue mentioning on this podcast, but, like, I lean more poetic, you know, movies yeah. that don't tell you directly what's going on. They have, you know, multiple levels going on, and you'll definitely see that in the movies I pick, so... All right, those are my those are my criteria. At least okay. some of them. So who has the timer? What, what do you guess? I'll I'll start the timer. Okay. I'll give you guys. How much time did you give us, Blake? I gave you guys okay. a minute you after you asked. I'll give I'll give you guys like a minute fifteen. That's like fine. I'll give you guys like a minute fifteen. Then that's probably what uh, we have. Honestly, for mine, I'm gonna say we need to do less because I feel like you guys are gonna guess most of mine. But anyway, okay. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay, Ray, Charlotte, Charlotte, Godard, two or three things to know better. 
See, that's the one that you'd have to guess because I have no idea okay, what Danny I, likes most about okay, Godard. I think, so. I think Truth in Nazareth is his favorite. But is he going to have a Truffaut yeah. movie on there? Or, or uh, Romer? Romer? Ooh. I, I don't know. Let, let's go to different countries. Maybe. Yeah, let's go to uh, Japan. And... Italy, Italy, Italy. Rossellini. Oh, Rossellini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Messiah. The Messiah. The, or India. But I'm going to say The Messiah. I'm going to say The Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's definitely going to have a Russian movie on there. Definitely yeah. a Eisenstein. Um... Hmm. We'll just go yeah. Valshaftem. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Chaplin, 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 Chaplin. Yeah, yeah. City Lights. Um, I feel like it's City Lights. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree with you on that one. Uh, 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 okay. Um, I'm blaming. 2001. Is he going to have a run more on there? I don't think so. You don't think it, so? I don't think so. I don't think he'll have a run more on there. Not even the river? No. I don't think river's not even okay. his best. 15 seconds. Uh, my like, bottle? Japan, Japan. What does he like from Japan? Late spring, late spring, late spring, late spring. Late spring over over Tokyo. Yeah, he likes late spring as best. Like, okay. like favorite five seconds. Uh, How many do we have? <laughs> this is hard. Not uh, seven. Yeah, yeah, it's like okay, time, time. Okay. Oh, thank God, you guys are actually even close. You you've got a lot of people. Okay, so let me name what you guessed. Sharulata, two or three things I know about her: The Messiah, Battleship Potemkin, City Lights, Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey, and Late Spring. Okay, so you got four. Oh, okay. We did good. We did good. But uh, um, all right. I won't go one by one. I'll kind of, I kind of grouped my list almost in terms like of the different types of movies I wanted okay. to get, and I'll kind of make it, I'll make sense. So basically, the first five movies are, I think everyone considers these classic. Maybe the first four movies. Yeah, the first four movies. Everyone considers these classics. You know, um, and they're just my like classic movies that are also past that criteria of personal favorites. Okay. And uh, let me list those four. Battleship Potemkin. So you got that gotcha, one. Gotcha. My Chaplin movie, after uh, fighting for this a lot, I couldn't decide which one, but I ended up going Modern Times. Because okay. it's, I like I said, that. it, that's my personal favorite Chaplin. And to me, it just has more of the formal aspects I like of his uh, filmmaking, even more. It shows that more than even in City Lights. Yeah. Uh, Meshes of the Afternoon. Maya Darren. That was one of the ones yeah. that was so close to me. Oh, so and, close. Uh, this will come up a little bit later when I mention some of my other directors, but I forgot to mention one of the criteria I really considered was, because once again, going through my, my personal journey is directors that also wrote a lot about film, you know, or talked a lot about it. And a lot of these directors, especially Maya Darren, she wrote a lot about a film too, which I've read, and that was really influential for me. Um, so yeah, Mesha, Afternoon, and then Late Spring. That's, okay, that's yeah. top 15, I think, in the it science is, yeah. zone. So yeah, those four, uh, those are all, I think, in the top 100. No, Meshes Afternoon is like 105 or something. So, But yeah, those movies are all, you know, considered top 100 movies. Uh, and Before then, you uh, go on, yeah. I feel like we left Michael Bay out for sure. Oh, is he going to yeah. have Michael Bay on? Oh, okay, okay, good. Thank God, thank God, thank God. I couldn't squeeze him on there. Oh, thank God. So is there, like, are you just going to let those movies speak for themselves? Or, like, are you going to go more in depth than any of those movies? I can, yeah. Maybe, uh... Because we kind of went over Battleship Potemkin already. Modern Times, we've talked about. Yeah, we talked about uh, And I just kind of talked about that. Mesh, maybe I'll go a little bit more Mesh the Afternoon. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I almost put this on my list, too. It was on my short list. Like I said, because she wrote a lot, too, which really, uh, you know, I really loved about her when I first got into her. But it's just, like, her, uh, like, experimental style in the 40s is kind of just, like, insane. Especially... Maybe not direct influences on future generations, but over time, her influence was felt throughout uh, film history. Uh, Just, I mean, because she was New York experimental filmmaker, and then over time, 
uh, those a lot of those filmmakers had. I mean, meshes of the afternoon so. feels it feels very much like La Jatte. That's why yeah, I was well, watching. Exactly, Whenever I was yeah, watching I it, because yeah. meshes of the afternoon yes. is one of the ones I watched this week also. Yes. So I watched it this week for the podcast because I wanted to make sure that I had it in there because I knew that <laughs> I knew that you guys loved it or at least you loved it and, and I just, love it too. I, I really like it. That movie's amazing. And it's such I, like a an ideas movie. Yeah. Like a, it's like asking you to really, uh, com- you know, put your own ideas almost into it. You know, yeah. because of how open it is, it's really asking you to be involved in it. So yeah, I'm and, more of a private life of a cat guy myself. Okay, but... no, I honestly consider putting that number one. Okay. Because okay. like. And I think I mentioned this maybe with my criteria, but to me, more important than the movies itself are just the directors. Yeah, and yeah. that's one of the fundamental like problems almost I have with the list. It's just like when you name 100 greatest movies, it's almost like you're focusing on the wrong thing. Like the movie itself, like to me, the director is more important. Yeah. You know, like the movie's almost a proof that they're good artists making good art, kind of. Yeah. You know, and that's why, like to me, like those four directors I mentioned already so far. To me, it's more important to have those four directors on there than just the movies they... Yeah, I get yeah. If you see what I'm saying. You know who we forgot? Rassan. Oh, God damn it. Yes, you, did, you definitely forgot that. Yeah. Did you see yeah, my list? Did. No, I didn't okay, see okay, it. Okay, okay, uh, let I, me I, go... Because those are my... We knew they were going to be... Basically, my next four, these were the category where, like, uh, they're probably... Actually, 2001 is definitely in the top 100. But uh, the other three, like, they're not considered as great. Uh, they're considered maybe even lesser for the um, great directors. But... They're still considered great directors. To me, they're like literally my all-time favorite directors. So, uh, the next four are *The Street Charm* and *The Bourgeoisie*. Like I mentioned that earlier. I did mention yeah. that earlier. Because uh, uh, for some reason, like uh, yeah, Boone Wells earlier movies are definitely considered more greater, just because you know the influence factor yeah. and everything. But *The Street Charm* to me is his best movie. And um, I, I I agree with you being over the rules of the game. So. I agree oh. with Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie being okay, over the yes. rules of the game. Very similar yes, movies, yes. I think. I think Discreet Charm did better. But, like, so. that's the thing. Like, uh, some people think Greatest as more influential. Yeah. And then it's impossible to argue that uh, Discreet Charm is more yeah. influential than exactly. the rules of the game, right? But yeah. to me, it's like, I'm trying to get both. And to me, personal favorite trumps everything. So, Discreet yeah. Charm. Um, but then my next one, Brisson, you just mentioned. Yeah. And I'm going with well, Largen, or okay, uh, English yeah, translation, okay. just money. And this is another classic example of. Brisson gets acknowledged, but to me, it's his lesser movie, his you know his first movies, or to me, when he hadn't perfected his form yet, yeah. uh, like Pickpocket and Al Hassar about the are usually the two that come up the most. I feel like yeah, yeah. And Pickpocket's my favorite. Yeah, uh, Pickpocket. No, Pickpocket is great, but in some ways, this to me, this is like an upgraded version of Pickpocket. That's fair. And I really, I literally just for the podcast, I rewatched both of those um, within the last week, and like some in a lot of ways, Largen is like him perfecting all the stuff that. And like I mentioned earlier, he also wrote a lot, and that that's really influential to me. So, uh, to me, Largen's like him, like perfecting all the stuff he had been writing about, and all the stuff he had been trying out in his different movies. Yeah. So that's why I have that one on there. Gotcha. Uh, my Ray movie, obviously, I have to have a Ray movie on there. You guys got that one, Star Wars. Okay, yeah, that was. Awesome. I thought that one. That one was that good. Uh, yeah. We'll probably talk about him at some point in the future, so I yeah. don't want to say too much. But, and like honestly, with all these movies, so. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Charlotte. Ray said that was his favorite movie, and so to me, that's why it's always, uh, I've always considered it his greatest. But to me, it's also it's weird just on that a pure form- filmmaking. Uh, in terms of pure filmmaking style, it's probably Ray's best movie too. Even if like maybe the, the content or the stories, he has uh, more important movies or better movies than other ones. But like to me, this is like his most perfect. Like, uh, he, he's kind of like a poet. Poetic realism is uh, what I would describe Ray as, yeah. and. Um, to me, Charlotte has like the best example of that in a lot of ways. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. And it's the first movie where he started composing and 
doing the cinematography too, like literally controlling the camera. So I always remember that with Charlotte as well. So it's influential in that way. And then my last one in terms of this uh, great directors list is 2001: A Space Odyssey. Okay. Blake already talked about it. Like, you know, it doesn't need that much to explain. No, yeah, it's yeah. one of the greatest movies ever made. Everyone already acknowledges that. It's just insane on so many fronts. So, yeah. but then my last two movies, and these are the ones where I got more personal. I still think they could be, they should be considered on the greatest movies of all times list, but it might take a while before they get on there. And those two are uh, Money Calls, Do Vida. Oh, Damn, and, I knew uh, it would be on there. Uh, we have Seth Calls, there. Uncle Boon Me, who can recall his Damn. past lives. Okay. Okay. So, and, uh, Tropical Malady is actually on the list somehow. Like, that's his only one on the list. I'm Uncle Boon sure. on the list, too. Oh, is it on the list? Yeah, okay. it's later on. But it's it's on later on, okay. Yeah, Tropical Malady is his highest. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think Uncle Boon is top 100. Probably top 250. Yeah, but you want to explain to me. Yeah, but so these two, um, to me, like, uh, both, uh, well, especially Money Call, he wrote a decent amount that I've read. And uh, We're Set the Call, he, he's just like, in terms of modern directors, he's the newest one I have. Like, Uncle Boomy's 2010. So um, I wanted to get at least one 21st century movie on there. Oh, hey, we both got a 2010 movie on there. I have Nine Suki on okay, Uncle Boomy, okay. both from very poetic directors, yes, too. Yes. Um, yeah, so I wanted to get at least one 21st century, and it was like so tough to leave out the Tree of Life. Oh, I, I, it, it's I'm like the same it was way. between uh, same Uncle Boonie okay. and Tree of Life not, for me for that nice. 21st century movie. And to me, like, Weird Set the Call is just going to be remembered as the best director of our generation, like in 50 years. So I have to, like, I'm just trying to look smart at this one, so he's got to be on there. And then uh, Doobie, though, it just. It's honestly like a crime how underseen his movies are, and like it's a uh, crime that he doesn't have one on the top two fifty. I don't think. Yeah, he probably doesn't. He probably I'm, I looked through. Sure. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Because I was looking to see if Dubito was there. They're becoming a little easier to watch too, but they're hard to watch movies, so I can understand why a lot of people don't vote for them. The other a few months ago. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Maybe watch one of them. But movie so. has them still. <laughs> I think. I think movie still. Yeah, has they have like three or four. They don't have a lot, but they have a few. But yeah, it's Dubito does basically like a. Like a, it's a ghost story told with very little dialogue. Um, just imagine like an Indian ghost story is inspired by like Tarkovsky, Brisson. He's yeah. he considers himself very part of that tradition. And kind of just to close out my uh, movie, to close out my list, that tradition and of like you know that kind of filmmaking, Tarkovsky, Brisson, uh, Mani Call, Ozu. You know all those. If you you can see a similar type of style in their filmmaking, and those are the movies I'm really drawn to. So, yeah, both mo- even Mesh of the Afternoon kind of goes in that category. So, uh, that's basically my list. Yeah, uh, every the most if if there's one thing I want you to get out of my list is the directors matter way more than just individual movies. Yeah. Like yeah. to me, if someone was like in 50 years clicking on my name to see what I voted for. Um, Hopefully they would see the director's list uh, listed more than just the movies. You know, okay. it, it would draw them more to like, oh, who's that director? You know, if they hadn't heard of him. Yeah. So, cat wants to join the podcast. Yep, she is. She's been <laughs> on the podcast this whole time. Oh yeah, but Blake listed his. Let me list off all ten in order. Oh, yeah, real quick. Yeah. So my ten is Battleship Potemkin, Modern Times, Mesh of the Afternoon, Late Spring, Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, Largent, Charlotte, Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey, Duvida, and Uncle Boomy, who can recall his past lives. Okay. Alright, can I make a request before you guys yeah. start guessing? Can we make it like 30 seconds? Because I, I, I have a good... You guys are going to guess a lot. No, no, no. I think Danny's going to know a lot. Okay, 45 seconds. I, I feel like you know all of them. I don't, I, I don't. I, I talk don't. about all of them. I'm already... I talk about all of them. 
Oh, don't go. Don't bring up my letterbox. No, I'm not bringing up my letterbox. Don't try to pull a Blake right here. Okay, okay. All right, I'm gonna give you guys 45 seconds. All right. But is that your criteria first? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I struggled to find a criteria because it's just it's just so hard for me, and I just ended up going by country to get as much representation across the world as possible. Your 45 seconds start Only now. one from each country or no? Yes. 45 seconds. Oh, really? Okay, that actually narrows it down somewhat. It's only one from each country? Well, we, uh, yes. Even France? Even Japan? I'm not gonna... <laughs> die. I'm not gonna... <laughs> okay, you can't be lying, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, alright. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, one, yeah. There's one so kind of a, exception, which I'll explain. What's Obayashi? Okay, I think he's going to... 45 seconds right now. Gonna be on there? 45 seconds I thought so. Okay, we're guessing that. We can try it. Hongatami... But uh, um, what's his Ozzy movie gonna be? Tokyo Story. Tokyo. Yeah, I think it's gonna I be don't think, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Oh, we're we're going to slow play time, play time, okay, play, play time, time definitely. Uh, What's gonna have a Demi movie? Is he gonna have a if he get? But see, he only said one in France. Fleet eight and a half for sure. He only said one from France. So what's his Russian movie? Does he have a Russian movie? What's the Tarkovsky movie he loves? Stalker. Oh, Mirror. Mirror. Okay. Mirror, okay. Yeah, yeah, Mirror. Uh. Japan. Uh, Briar Summer Day, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what Italy? Brisson? No, eight and a half. Pickpocket? Eight and a half. Uh, Time's up. Uh, the red shoes, though. Gah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can put that on there. We got it, we okay, got it. Yeah, because okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we only have 45 seconds for some reason. Yeah, yeah. For some reason. He was nervous we were going to get all of those. Okay, so rehash what you guys said. Uh, what was the... I don't know how to say the Obayashi movie. Uh, Hanagatami. Hanagatami. Is yeah. that one of them? Well, you, you got to say uh, one. Uh, I was born, but. Okay. Playtime. Okay. Eight and a half. Okay. Mirror. Okay. Fighter Summer Day. Okay. And the Wretches. Six. Okay. Yeah. Six that's seven. why. Six of our seven guesses. Six or seven? Okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You guys are That's what I'm saying. All right. I have a go one. Yeah, so go I'm going to I'm gonna go in alphabetical order except for my top one, basically. Okay. And uh, so start off. This it kind of counts as a country, but I kind of consider it. It's Hong Kong. Okay. Okay, yeah, which I think counts. counts. And yeah. Hong Kong is special to me because I lived there for four years, so like I kind of yes. have a connection because like, you know, when I watch Hong Kong movies, um, you know what they're. Yeah, I, you know where I, they're I, at. I recognize <laughs> it basically. So, anyway, so for Hong Kong, my favorite Hong Kong filmmaker, I feel like I had to pick from was Wong Kar Wai. And, oh, and it, it, I love Wong Kar Wai so much. Twenty forty nine. It is 2049. 24, or 246. 24, 24, 24, 24, 24. Yeah, you, you, you made me mess it up. I'm literally looking at it right now. Um, I had those. I had both of them on my short list because yeah, I, I was okay. trying to. I was trying to see if I was gonna put Wong Kar Wai. Okay. Know. Yeah. So, to try to explain this movie, it's like it's such a beautiful and like melancholic tale about basically this guy who lost his like one his the one for him like his one love, and essentially he keeps trying to. Re- replicate that feeling he once had that he found in that person but he can't do it and it's uh and he, the way it, if it's just that it's still an amazing movie but i think what really ties it together is him tying in that this character is writing a sci-fi movie that projects his experiences and then one car like, directing the sci-fi story like mm-hmm. yeah and it's just it culminates into it just it fuses together so well to be honest like 
It's it's the better in the mood for love to me. I I, I like it more I, than in the mood for love. I agree, so. but in the mood for love was close to be like. Oh yeah. This is like in my top ten. In the mood for love is like in my top fifteen. So it's like. I mean, no pun intended. It really depends on what kind of mood you're in, though. Oh. Because yeah. they are yeah. similar movies. They are. You got yeah. the in just like. Love. <laughs> are you in yeah. for like the romantic slow movie or the sci-fi more sci-fi stick movie? Even though twenty-four to six is pretty slow yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In um, romantic. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah. So that's twenty forty-six. Next one, we're traveling to Italy. <laughs> this one, we gotta get. Yeah, this. you, we you guys, you guys, it's eight and a half. I mean, come, yeah, it, it, we it, have a uh, spoiler for our new series coming up. Yeah, this one's coming up soon. I don't want to go too in depth into yeah. it, but uh, really, I love eight and a half because it's Fellini basically projecting what was going on in his personal career into a movie about what was happening about a director who was who experienced what he was going through. Basically, mm-hmm. it's very meta and. Mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons I love it, and it really intertwines fantasy, his fantasies, this, direct, or this director was basically Fleeny, his fantasies, dreams, and, you know, it, it kind of contrasts that with the real world, and it's just, it's beautiful, it's, it's kind of everything, to be honest, and it's so hard to, like, talk about, because it's just... I mean, oh we will God. talk about it. Too. Yeah, but we will. We'll, no, we'll get through it. I, mean... it. I really thought that was going to be your number one, so I'm kind of surprised. Oh, really? Actually? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Playtime is gonna be his number one. What? Okay, Stop okay, it. that's true. Yeah, it's Flynn. It was Flynn or Tati. Right. But... <laughs> okay. uh, anyway, next on my list, uh, Taiwan. Okay. A brighter summer day. Let's I go. mean, like, Luke. we know. I mean, yeah, Blake, Blake. Blake's already explained most of it. Luke, I mean. Luke before the podcast said he didn't think any of us would have the same, or like, the, any, any, yeah, I didn't expect you to have, have similar ones. Day. I thought you would have went with like Rebels of the Young God instead of Taiwan. I didn't expect you to go with Rice today. I thought you like. Oh man, if I'm going for a Taiwan movie, yes. If I want to not spend four hours with it, yes, I'll go Rebels of the Neon God. Okay. But if I'm just gonna like, like, oh yeah, my god, Rice is just saying. like way too good. But um, all I know, one thing that Blake didn't explain why I love about Rice Summer Day is is his uh, fusion of the political and social climate of Taiwan into the movie, and he does it such a good job. I don't want to spoil it for Danny. But yeah. he hasn't seen it. He hasn't seen a single letter reading movie. Yeah, shame on okay, you. Okay, shame, uh, shame. I will. Shame. I will. But the first time I did. I deserve shame for that. Though. Please watch it. Yes, you do. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, next we're traveling to Sweden. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, which right. you guys did not actually. No, we did. Yeah. I, I, I was surprised you guys didn't. I guess forgot. I mean. forgot. Um, I mean, okay. Yeah. Go though. Okay. Fanny and Alexander. Oh, uh, interesting. So Fanny and Alexander was a later Bergman film. And it, um, it, I, I kind of wrote down in my notes. It has everything you want in a movie. It has amazing performances, beautiful visuals, and the story is like a story of childhood um, that basically uh, that ingrains themes of family loss and love. And it, it's three hours long. At least the theatrical version. It's the only version I watch because I like to watch the shorter version before I watch the longer version. Because mm-hmm. it's. Anyway, it makes sense, especially yeah, when the yeah. shorter is the theatrical. You kind of want to see what people. Yeah, saw. And, and when I watch the longer version, you know, it's more like it's adding on to the movie, unless mm-hmm. and the other way, I don't think it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So, and it really, it's kind of like *The Bride of Summer Day*, and it's it, you kind of experience every emotion in this movie. Um, there are scenes that terrify you. There are scenes that make you laugh. There are scenes that make you cry. There's it makes you scenes. There's just everything in this movie, and really, it's if. So is this one of those cases where? The uh, more popular Bergman aren't, aren't actually his best movies? Okay. Or do you still like those movies a lot? I still love those just, movies, okay, yeah. Okay. I can definitely see why those are his favorite movies, but this one just resonates with me. Okay, right. And, yeah, love Bergman. Anyway, this one I knew you guys wouldn't guess, because I didn't think you guys would assume I would put this movie on here. 
And I wanted to put a South American movie on here because I felt like uh, I was afraid none of us were going to put one. And I don't think did any of us put a South American movie on here. One's on my short list, but I don't know. Okay. I did not put I don't it think on I there. Did I don't think. Okay, well, um, so for in South America, I went to Mexico. Uh, for Boonwell's Los This is my by far my favorite Boonwell. Um, I still have more to watch too, so and rewatch, I guess. Uh, um, so in English, it's The Young and the Damned, and uh, really, why I love this movie is it's a neorealist story, basically in setting, but he also ingrains that with this uh, his surreal his trademark surrealism, mm-hmm. and it integrates so well together. It's a beautiful and heartbreaking story about you know the inescapability of poverty and it's just it's gripping it's real it's just it's everything to me it's amazing i it's a movie i still need to watch more i've only seen it once and i watched it when i was like in like in like the or like at like 3 a.m one night because i couldn't sleep and i need to watch it again because like hey don't make your list so i did something <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah something. it, it had an impact on me you know I, but... plus you should watch more of uh Boonwell's mexican period then yeah. Maybe like more, neo, more neorealistic or like yeah. honestly just lesser budget uh, movies for a lot of them. But yeah, because another movie I almost had from Mexico for, with Boonwell was uh, his Illusion Travels by St- Streetcar. Okay. And that's another like a lot of his Mexican movies had that kind of vibe, you know, yeah. like uh, more down to earth storytelling. Is Extremely Angel Mexico or is that Spain? I think that's Spain, but I'm not sure okay. 100%. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm glad you had a good one, though. I'm, I'm yeah, I, was, I surprised myself. Okay. I surprised <laughs> I myself. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, I was between Mexico and India, but I felt like I have enough Asian movies on here that I was like... No, no. I, I felt like I had to put a South American. Okay, I, I wanted okay, to, that's fair. I wanted to fair. push it up okay. a bit. I didn't want to just focus on Asian yeah, Europe. But that was one of your criteria. You're trying to be more expansive, I guess. Yeah. Um, so next is another one you guys got right. Uh, from Russia, Mir, directed by Andrei Tarkovsky. Um, I mean, where do I even start with this movie? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a movie you can't really even talk about. It's 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 the most personal movie Tarkovsky made, which is a big feat because Tarkovsky is a more personal director. And it's so unorthodox how he basically films his memories, but like it's like you know fractured memories and it's out of order and it's it's basically how memories work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's and and within those memories you can see like the beautifulness of you know the war, the effect uh, he had on war, his mother, you know, and the fact that it was from a dying man uh, makes it just so much more, like, melancholic and just beautiful to me. Um, there's some beautiful moments, and the, the visuals, I feel like the visuals are the best part of this movie. Like, I mean, there's definitely some amazing visual moments, like the burning house, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the first time we're talking about Tarkovsky, too. Yeah, actually. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. I'm Because surpri- uh, for me, Stalker is his best movie. That's, that fair. The, that's my second favorite. Maybe we'll have to talk about the, we'll, we'll have to talk about our arm, yeah. some honorable, mention, yeah. honorable mentions at the end. But um, also the scene where the wind blows the grass uh, at the beginning when I don't know if you guys remember that part, but uh, it's when the uh, the man is walking <clears throat> up that could be his father, could mm-hmm. be not. Yeah, but I know what scene. Yeah, that's another thing I love. It it it, it doesn't explain things to you. It, it's he's mm-hmm. he's very much like you you don't know if if if. Uh, if the voice is, is the actual man who's dying or is it when he was younger or is it, it there's just so much like question about it and like that's why i love it so much it, he just he doesn't you know bit cakewalk it like oh, no, how you said you like Robin yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's basically making it as like confusing as possible but in the way it makes it more personal it's yes it's well it's definitely on the surface it's more confusing especially if you're uh used to like traditional narrative storytelling yeah don't show right? it to anyone who likes 
those kind yeah. of movies. But but at, but at the same time, it's also such a simple movie once you understand. He's just almost it's a moods movie. It's a feelings movie. Yeah. You know, it's not supposed. To, it's almost not supposed to have a narrative. It yeah. is just a for reflecting on memories movie. You yeah. know. Okay. Um. But yeah, that's a good pick. All right, next one. So the the kind of the, you guys were like pressing me about the one per country. This is the one I was kind of like, okay, it's kind of. I had one movie for the English language, is what I was thinking. Oh, because okay. okay. I, 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 it's from the UK, but like you, you guys get. Well, what's the movie? The Red Shoes. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see the worst movie we've talked about. Now stop <laughs> it! Oh God, okay, stop it. Uh, so the Red Shoes. I can see why people don't think it was like one of the best movies of all time, but to me, it's one of the best movies of all time because he, uh, first off, the technicolor. Okay, I, I, I mean, mean I gotta that, that's that. indisputable. I, can do that too, I mean, yeah. you, uh, I mean, and really, just the story. I can see people they think it's like melodramatic or you know maybe a bit basic, but to me, I don't know something about it. I can't. This is a movie I also can't really put into words because it's a movie that's just. Every time I watch it, I get drawn up by the magic of it, um, especially in the middle scene in the movie, which I'm not going to say what it is because Blake hasn't seen it and I don't want to spoil the movie. It's This scene in the middle of the movie is one of my favorite scenes of all time because it draws you into this world the same way the whole movie does. Um, he draws you into this performance, basically, and it's quite simply one of the most out-of-body experience I've ever had watching a movie to me. The Red Shoes is. Okay. Yeah, I, I love The Red Shoes. And and I love the ending, which I, I can see people would be like... Oh. And you're a musical guy, too, I feel like. I do so like... If they're done well, if they're done well, I really yeah. like them. Uh, and it's not even a musical, too. Like, it's not like a traditional musical. Okay, like, no, There's no, like, song... It just got that vibe to me, I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's the color, too. That's fair, but, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. So the next one, um, this is number nine... Oh, no, number eight, because I still have my one thing. Anyway, uh, Iran. You guys didn't get this one. Uh, Kiristami's Through the Olive Trees. Oh, okay. Uh, this one I actually watched semi-recently, and I don't think you, you didn't have the Kiristami. No, you didn't. Me, Which but... is, uh, we'll have to talk about the honorable mentions. Yeah, you're like, you're like Dude, the biggest I... Kiristami fan? No, I definitely like... am, because I literally rewatched that today, too. Oh, really? Yeah, just because oh. I thought it was going to be on my list, but then Damn. when I was going over it, I was like, I just, I it was like... We'll go over it. Maybe we'll just go over it okay. real quick now. But, uh, uh, yeah, we'll go over it then. We'll it it has that. the trademark yeah. Kiristami, uh, where he blurs reality and fiction, which he does oh, in yeah. a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. And this, this I was, it was really between this and Close Up for me. Yep, same. Um, but to me, I think this represents this better because he actually uses the shooting of a movie to get that across. Which Close Up, you can kind of like, kind of say it is, but like to me, this is more authentic to the cinematic process, I feel like. Because... In Literally, some ways. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, specifically the scene where they actually shoot a scene from Life and Nothing More. I mm-hmm. think it's mm-hmm. one. It's his best scene, in my opinion. Oh, okay, it's, okay. it's, no, I, I can't even is... go into it. That's the thing. Like, cause it's going to spoil it. Uh, just There's a scene where they shoot a scene, and it's probably the... It's one of my favorite scenes of all time. Like, it's incredible. I know what scene you're talking about, but basically the way that we can explain it easily is, like, without giving anything away, is... It's basically on so many levels that one point in the movie you're like, what is going on? That, yeah, but yeah, it just makes way. so much sense. Um, and uh, yeah, and the uh, the ending of this movie had me. It lived rent free in my head. Yep, Still lives yep, rent free yep. in my head. It's yeah. Oh my god, it's just. Uh, this movie is just. No, yeah, I'm glad you got. A, I'm glad we got a Kiarostami on there. Yeah. Too. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, number nine. So Japan was very hard for me 
because Ozu, I consider like a top three director for me. However, I didn't really want to put him on here because oh. I felt I felt like both of you guys would put Ozu on here. And second of all, I needed a 2010s movie. Probably. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hanukkah Tommy, directed yeah, yeah. by Nopigo Hayashi. Uh, this is a recent discovery of mine. A recent uh, discovery. <laughs> I mean, it came out in 2019. It's definitely the newest movie we have. 2017. So 2017. Labyrinth of yeah, Sinful okay. was 2019. Oh, yeah. But right. uh, no, Hanukkah Tommy, to try and explain why, to, to try and put into words, which is very hard, uh, to why this movie is good, is... <laughs> to why this movie is good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to why this movie is magical, I should probably yes, say. Yeah. Uh, is that it? It's, it's so before this making of this movie, Obayashi was uh, diagnosed with the cancer that was uh, basically he knew he was gonna. He said he had a, the doctors told him he had a few months to live, and to me this movie is basically his cry out. He him crying out, basically, uh, stop war. We need peace. Uh, look 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 at it's kind of like Grave of the Fireflies. This my second rewatch. I watched it last night, and this is kind of what I. Made it's like it's kind of like Grave of the Fireflies. He's basically like, look at what we, uh, he's he's bringing this example of uh, World War Two and like looking what we lost because of this war. Let's not do it again. And it's it's really just yeah. his unconventional filmmaking makes it so beautiful. Oh yeah. You know all all the crazy green screen. It he it, it's kind of crazy. It's like he's more more matured from House. You know, which people need to watch more Obiashi movies because House is not his only movie. Is House on the list? No. Yes. Is it no, not? I don't think so. Are we sure? I'm pretty sure. I thought that he had House on the list, but maybe not. No, maybe not. But which it's... is a travesty, honestly. That one. The that mo- would be a horror movie that should be on the list. <laughs> That's true. I agree. I love House, but man, uh, Hanagatami. It's it's a movie that to try to explain it would kind of it kind of you can't you can't explain this movie in words because it it the filmmaking speaks for itself in a. In a way that it's definitely hard to explain this movie before watching, and even yeah, after he, watching, he, you're like, "What?" Yeah, I still, I still don't know. Like, there's so I many. Could, scenes. I, couldn't, I couldn't explain the plot to you. Still, it's well. Yeah. I mean, it's, the basic plot is just like this kid, or like it's just like three guys. All I think they're all supposed to be sixteen, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. they're all like not sixteen, <laughs> yeah. obviously, obviously not sixteen. Like, and I think he plays into it, obviously. Like, Obiashi plays oh, into yeah. that, obviously. But it's, like, these three guys set before Japan bomb Pearl Harbor, and then they bomb Pearl Harbor during the movie, they all get drafted. It's basically just a huge anti-war movie, like you said. Yeah. Like, that is definitely the main plot and theme of the movie, but, like, it goes places. Um, it, goes, yeah, it goes places you don't expect. Yeah, like, there are just so many crazy I mean, you sold me on the movie, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You, you, yeah. yeah. God damn. The moonshots alone. Oh, the moonshot? Oh, okay. <laughs> That, that there's one moonshot which I consider one like one of the best shots of all time in this movie, honestly. Like simply magical, amazing. Watch it please. Uh watch it. Watch I any, agree. Watch any movie we've mentioned here. Yeah. But well, so what I think it's your last one, right? Number yeah, one. Yeah, this is my last one. This is no so, surprise. This is kinda of obvious. I mean Your number one movie? Yeah, France, of course. Playtime. Don't sound yeah. disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I got well, I think we know it everyone, everyone knows it already. We basically Okay. Well, I mean, playtime. Where do I even start? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> probably my favorite movie of all time, which I probably consider it. It, it kind of switches between. A Bride of Summer Day and Playtime are kind of like one and two. Okay. Like I kind of switch around, but Playtime is generally what I feel like is. Is Playtime the top. on the list? Yeah, it's on the list. Yeah, it's yeah. like top fifty. I, 
top. Oh, yeah, forty-two. Yeah, yeah. Playtime's above Chaplin too. I mean, okay. okay. I'm I, I, I kind of agree. Cha- this is Chaplin. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I kind of agree here. Okay. Yeah, I think they got it. So, I mean, man, it's hard to like. Where do I even start here? Uh, I mean, start off. The world he creates in this movie is it, it. It feels like this is the movie he was building towards the whole time. Yes. This is the movie, sure. the grand movie he wanted to make. For sure. And it all culminated amazingly in this movie. It, the first off, he this madman built a set of Paris basically. It's uh, insane. Yeah. It yeah you you just look up if if you don't want to watch the movie, which shame on you if you don't. Just look up just look up playtime set on Google Images and just look at it and just like, it's. It, it perfectly uh, uh, encapsulates the the like mundane, more architecturally modern uh, state of you know the future that he sees, and uh, as well as building up uh, stylistically all his movies to this movie, he also uh, thematically does. This is him. He basically he always in all his movies, or at least Mon Uncle and Jordi Feet, uh, always talked about you know modern technology and mm-hmm. how that played in with uh, uh, how it's going to play in you know with our society in the future and this is this is him basically I'd say Monsieur Hulot's Holiday does that so much too but definitely yeah, more okay. so in Mon Uncle yeah yeah that's but, fair but like say, yeah. it, it, it kind of culminates in this movie perfectly like oh yeah this is uh, him going all he, out yes yeah, it, for sure it, in the I saw a quote he's like he, he basically explained like throughout like the uh, everything up to like the restaurant scene like everyone's pretty isolated he literally has a shot of it's at nighttime and there's these four windows of people mm-hmm. watching TV yep. and they're yeah. all isolated. Yep. They're, they're 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 all separate from each other, separate from these walls. And he, he he always shows these people isolated until we get to the restaurant scene where everyone's you know the the, the night starts out, you know everyone's you know with their own like you know couple or whatever. But then as the night goes on, chaos ensues, chaos ensues, and then everyone's joined together. Just forty-five minutes. And of chaos and, and then minutes. and then after the restaurant scene, when when it comes to daytime, you know, it's basically it's basically the opposite of the the, the before the restaurant scene, basically, you know. And I mean, try. I mean, it's I, by far his biggest scale movie too. Yeah. Like. And the humor in this movie is it's his best humor in my opinion it's it's Which, like one of those movies you're watching like i can't believe this exists yeah it's you it's, know it's one of those movies uh, i think i wrote down in my notes uh this movie is unlike any movie that's ever been made and ever will be to be honest because i i don't foresee anybody being like okay i just realized that you didn't have a kubrick movie on yours no or 2001. I, didn't, I didn't have a kubrick movie for sure i thought 2001 was one of your greatest movies I it is like, uh, it's, you uh, just your english movie your english language movie you picked red yeah Kubrick. i i it's it's hard to fit like I didn't want to like waste one on the U.S. <laughs> or, what? I, waste I, one on the U.S. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's, that's awful to say. Okay. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. I know what you're saying though. I, I wanted to go more into. Yeah, so you were trying to go more different countries. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, but that was one of your criteria, so it makes yeah. sense. It makes sense. But yeah, playtime. No, it's yeah. a. <laughs> it's uh, it's, honestly, the poster is like, almost underrated for how big of a scale movie it is. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, like, yeah. I feel like when people see it, they don't expect, like, the poster, they're not expecting, like, what the movie actually is. Man. And, yeah. But, yeah, it's a great number one. It is. And predictable, you know. <laughs> okay. Like, Blake's a totally unpredictable. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blake just... <laughs> but, uh, okay, came out we should make it, we should talk about, okay, what were your, like, okay, what were your... Let me react to mine Okay, yeah, yeah. So, let's uh, your 10, yeah. 2046, eight and a half, A Brighter Summer Day, Fanny and Alexander, Los Alvados, Mirror, The Red Shoes, Through the Olive Trees, Hanagatami, and Playtime. 
So. Okay, before we finish, before we finish, and before we start next week, uh, introduce next week. Like, what were your honorable mentions? You know, what were your most regrettable like leave outs? Uh, anything that you <laughs> sure, Tokyo yeah. Twilight and Tokyo Story were so close to making the list. Yeah, I'm surprised you never rose. Honest. Honestly, yeah. that was a biggest shock for me. It, it took but a yeah, Like you said, it, you stuck to your criteria, so. Yeah. It did help. Also, Cleo 5 to 7 like top five for me. I, oh, you know, I, I didn't want to put another French movie on there. It, it kind of got screwed for me. Like, yeah, so you so guys much. almost had the green ray. I had the green ray on my short list, but oh, I, put, okay. I took it off. I had a couple of Wong Kar Wise on my short list. Happy Together was in there, too, because that's my favorite of his. But uh, well, to me, like this, if this would have had it, like I think you mentioned this a little earlier, if this would have had a top fifteen list, it would have been perfect for me. Yeah. And just going over, because I mentioned earlier how I would have had a Kiristami. Like I literally watched Close Up yesterday and through the Olive Street today, because thinking I was gonna have one of them for sure on my top ten, I wasn't sure which one. But then actually going over, I was like, okay, I can't even get them on. Like to me, through the Olive Street would have been number twelve. Damn. Okay. Tree of Life would have been eleven. Uh, okay, all these are the same category, obviously. But basically, my top fifteen would have been. Those two, and then A River Called Titus, Gosh right. Hawks movie. But I felt like I already had two India on there, so I couldn't put three. Chris Marker's Sansole, okay. and then Rossellini's India Matribumi. Like oh, okay. So yeah, okay. those like would have been my, like if I would have been 15, those would have been, I would have been really happy with those. Okay. Those five, like, I could have switched out with any of the five in my 10, basically. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gets on to the bigger point where top 10 is, it sounds like a nice number, but it's arbitrary. It you is know, arbitrary. It is, it's arbitrary, like. Some person might think there's only been five great movies ever made, you know? Like, that'd be a terrible way to watch. That'd be a terrible way to watch movies, but people are like that, you know? Like, some people think there's never been a perfect movie made, so. People have their own, uh, people have their own thing. I mean, I guess if you define perfect as something that's never possible, then of course there's not gonna be a perfect movie, but. Yeah. You know? No, like. I'd rather live in a world where there's like 200 greatest movies ever made. There is. There's 250. Yes, exactly. All the movies are rated five stars are perfect. No one can. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the world I. I feel like the biggest, my biggest regret is definitely not having a Hurt Song movie on there because I love Hurt Song. Oh, okay. Like Aguirre would have been my one probably, yeah, but and it, it would have been my, it would have made my top fifteen. It's always, so. it's also interesting. None of us had an animated movie on here. I had, yeah, I had my neighbor Totoro. Yeah. I had my neighbor Totoro on my short list, but okay. it just wasn't, it just couldn't make it, man. Yeah, I, I, I had, I had a perfect split of five silence and five. Um, talkies before put moving nine stuk into my uh, into my top ten and knocking out Metropolis because Metropolis was in there Damn, before. I but I did knock out Fritz Lang. Which I sucks, thought about putting but... him on my list. Funny enough, for, Ger- for if I was gonna go to Germany, but I, I don't think I watched enough Germany to really put it on my list. So. And another of the new ones, that, like like this is the movie that I was thinking about after 2012 that I was thinking about putting on my list. And it was Embrace the Serpent. Oh, okay. Which I think that I think that one. I think enough people have seen it that, that might actually. I think it could sneak into there. I'd be surprised. That'd be shocking because I just don't see people you, start mention that much. Really, okay. it's got. I'm just. I'm just going by Larry. Well, I guess it only has thirty-two thousand. That's still a lot for for a movie like that. Thirty-two thousand people seeing it, but. But uh, any last thoughts? Uh, I had fun going over it. Oh yeah, it was stressed fun. me out, but you know, I had fun. fifty, over fifty on my first list before oh, my having God. to narrow it down. Yeah, I was like, no, God no. damn, man. Yeah, that I have point, to narrow this down to ten. <laughs> I made like ten drafts basically, and I, like a lot of to them are like, very different. The mo- more important list is that initial list you have. Like, okay, yeah. these are my, you know, these are my greatest, and then the, like I said, ten is almost arbitrary. Yeah. You have to start coming up with different. And so I like, almost, to, I really wanted to put more. like, I really wanted to put personally meshes of the afternoon and a page of madness on mine also. See, but a page because, of madness, I really consider. But too. because they don't like a page of madness specifically doesn't have sound, I just didn't think it. 
fit my criteria personally. Like, because what do you mean? Well, because like it doesn't have a score or anything. Like it's just completely silent. Only images. Like not sight and sound at all. Like it, like the sound came from the people playing at the time. And you and said we'll, you want, well, you have silent movies on yours. No, I have silent movies online, but they actually have a score. I think now. For some. For I think most of them. Potemkin has a score now, probably. But, Potemkin I mean, has they, a score definitely now. Definitely didn't come out with a score. But. No, yeah. Well, I mean, it came out with school. Well, like like a score playing, but like now yeah. it has like an actual. I think I think certified if score if you were. Yeah. Well, because like all the all the criteria, well, like certified, like like the one that the director approved of. <laughs> it's a silent movie. It's yeah. a silent movie. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Yeah. No, yeah, like 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 a page of like Meshes of the Afternoon. I watched the one on YouTube that has like the most views or whatever, and the score for that was amazing. But it was made in like 2011, so I was like, I don't even know. Like my Darren, I think it was dead already. So. Uh, yeah, I was saying with a private life of a cat. Like it was like, dang, this score is actually cool, but it's kind of. I didn't think this yeah. score could be made in 1940. It's kind of modern. And yeah. I, and I looked at the YouTube comments like, oh, someone just like put a. Well, See, there like, are a couple of her movies where she, she uh, married later on to a, mu- a musician, I, and uh, he went and scored back some of his movie, her movies. I so I don't know which ones. I'm forgetting which ones he did. Because whatever yeah. score I watched in Messages of the Afternoon was a great score. So. <laughs> But, like, that's the reason those two didn't make my top ten, because, like, they would have made my list for sure, but, like, they I, they didn't. I just don't think they had, like, for a sight and sound list, I just didn't think they had, like, the sound part to make it into the sight and sound list. I don't know, at least in the top okay. ten. At least in the top ten. They would have been on my list if we had, like, a top 100, but... Future episode, top 100 movies. <laughs> <laughs> one by one, we're going through them all. Uh, <laughs> one by one. Fun, fun, like, 100th episode, you know? Uh, five hour. Episode. Five <laughs> hour? It'd be longer than that, man. Like, <laughs> we went, what, longer than we're, an hour on just 10? Yeah, we're already so. over an hour. I mean, we can probably close it there. That was yeah. I, I've had we got to introduce next yeah. week. we got to right, introduce so next week. So next week, we are starting a new series. Uh, it is on the Italian filmmaker... Uh, Federico Fellini and we are going to be starting with uh, the first episode will be Neorealist Fellini and the two movies I chose for that are La Strada and Knights of Kiberia okay. so hope y'all are excited for that yes I am excited yeah, and uh, see y'all later we hope, have to see to, hope to see you Claudia Because you love me